All right, Jeff, you going to kick this off? Yes, I'll, wait. I'll let the music die down a little bit before I start talking over it. i got a bunch of stuff, though. got a favorite new podcast. I'm going to tell you about Favorite new podcast. I'll tell you about it here in a second. Okay. I don't think we're ever going to start a church, Roger, but if we do, I have the slogan for it. Oh, boy. This what is, is my new favorite slogan. I might use this, start using it in our podcast. I stole it. I didn't. It's not original with me. <laughs> All my best ideas are stolen, so yeah. that's good. I have yeah. no problem with that. So, yeah, if, it, if you steal from one person, it's plagiarism. If you steal right. from a bunch of people, it's research. It's research, Everybody right. knows right. that. So, anyway, the, uh, the and I'll tell you where I got this here in a minute, but the slogan is three phrases. I might post this later on tonight on Facebook. Under grace, over religion, in Christ. Isn't that a great banner? Say it again. Under grace, Under grace. over religion, in Christ. Over religion. I mean, that Christ. pretty much says everything. Yeah. Under Grace, you don't seem that impressed. I'm just having to think it through. Under, you, you've been thinking about this. And you saw it. I, mean, I, I just mean, saw I, it today. Maybe it's better when you see the word. Yeah, I mean, just I like them. it. Doesn't blow me under, away. Under but grace, I, I agree with under it. grace yeah. over religion in Christ. You know the over under yeah. in. You know, I got kind of it. I got, I got it. I'm having to think about it. I mean, you know, it's okay. I get it. I like so it. I've got a, that in. comes from the source of a new favorite uh, podcast. But before that, uh, we need to recognize someone who recently passed away. Bill Post. Do you recognize that name? No, I don't know who that I, is. I did not know of him either till recently. Recently passed away, 94 years old. He invented something that has impacted both your life and mine. Post-serial. No, post that's a logical guess, yeah. but yeah. no, that's wrong. No. Um, impacted our vacations growing up. When you and I were growing up, we'd go to, you know, mom and dad take us to Florida for vacation. Stuckies? Did he do something? No. No. Bill Post, 94 years old, recently passed away, invented the Pop-Tart. Oh, really? Well, I just po- didn't post to the Pop-Tarts. Uh, I think it's Kellogg's. Uh, it well, you're, you're, but there's, anyway, I mean, whatever. Okay. But, but I mean, he wasn't. If wow. it was Post, that was a coincidence. I mean, okay. he, he was, but he was, anyway. Well, that is pretty. Yeah, yeah. So I had, um, so I've um, had my share of Pop-Tarts in this world. I had to yeah. uh, Mr. Bill Post and, and thankful for um, enriching our lives for inventing the Pop-Tart. I mean, I... I'm a huge fan of Pop Tarts, so oh, I don't need them much. But also a follow up, I started to tag. I learned something. I doubt if you saw this. I learned something interesting on Facebook last night that related to uh, the book you mentioned last time yeah. that you're reading. Yeah, and I started to tag you in it, but I thought, no, I'll just wait and tell Roger on the podcast. I'm okay. guessing you didn't see it because someone I forget now how we it can came give up. the name Somebody of the book. Is, well, yeah, that well you. I forgot the name of the, the book it, that you is, mentioned. Is Atheism Dead? Okay. Is Atheism Dead? We entitled dead? the podcast that too, Jeff, if you remember. Okay. Yes, I remember okay. that now. It's coming right. back to me. And yes. um, author was Eric, or is Eric Metaxas. Right, right. He's quite well known. Yeah. I've learned. yeah he's written yeah. a bunch of other yeah, he's stuff. He's pretty good as well. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what else he used to do, though? No, what? He was a writer for Veggie Tales. Really? But you didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. Friend of uh, mine on Facebook, a uh, lady that. Uh, Post a lot, shares a lot of things, you know, in, in the great huh. circles and all that. She had commented, I guess when I shared it on my Facebook page, our podcast, and she commented that she once, she had met Eric Metaxas. Am I saying that right? Metaxas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And had, uh, was in a group, shared a dinner with him for a couple hours. And, from Chicago? That's where your vegetables came out of Chicago. Uh, Maybe I don't know. Chicago. This lady lives in the Northwest, but I, so huh. I don't know where she lived back at that time or how well, long ago that was. That but, is interesting. Um, she said he is very... Um, 
was something and witty, and she says similar to the Fields brothers. Oh, really? But anyway, yeah, well, guys, but uh, evidently he has a pretty good sense of humor. Are, are you all the way through that book? Or are you still reading? No, it, I'm still reading. I've got a few little things. I'm just going to give. Right. You know, I'm, I'm. I tell you what, I'm reading it slowly. I'm marking it up. I mean, I'm trying to absorb some of this stuff. I know some know? of the best books take a long time to read they, because you know, you're always stopping. This is kind of like that's kind of what this right. is. You know, well, I've yeah. got a book on order by uh, my new favorite podcaster, and it's supposed to arrive tomorrow. So. Okay. Um, here uh, down the road on the podcast, I may uh, share about it. But that that actually the same Facebook friend that that uh, I learned that Eric Metax that mentioned that Eric Metaxas uh, used to be a writer for Veggie Tales uh, shared with me the name or shared with everybody on Facebook the uh, and I'm looking for the name here I've lost it here um, an Irish pastor where is his name there it is because it's a, it's a different type of name first name Phelim P H E L I M last name Doherty, Doherty, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y. Looks like Doherty, but I'm pretty sure they don't pronounce it that way. Doherty. So Phelan Doherty, an Irish pastor. What are you doing there? You're trying to turn the light on. So Roger takes his headphones off. He's standing up over the table. Well, I'm trying to turn a little more light on in here. All right, go ahead. So anyway, Irish pastor, Phelan Doherty. He's also a veterinarian. So interesting combination there. And he's on Facebook. He doesn't. And he has a, his Sunday morning messages are put out in the podcast. Uh, has a little bit of an Irish accent, but not real strong. But you know, you tell it. it and you like him? Why? I mean, what's the what's well? The he is. I mean, he's definitely a New Covenant Grace uh, based yeah. teacher. But it's just, you know, it's interesting. I mean, he's Irish. He's out of Ireland. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. That, he pastors a church in, in Ireland. Ireland. Okay, and it sounds like a pretty small congregation based on the sound of him. You know, they play the tail end of a song before he starts speaking, and you can hear you know individuals singing, mm-hmm. and he'll occasionally yeah. refer to people by first name during the message mm-hmm. and things like that. But just has a lot of great things to say, and, and it is a little different in that you know a lot of grace teachers end up saying a lot of the same things, and. I have no problem with that. That's good and all this, but we you know, we tend to you know get our ideas from. It's just it's refreshing to hear someone that's kind of totally seems largely removed from that, but still yeah. says yeah. things. It just says he emphasizes. Well, I'm just listening to the first, last few Sundays, so you know I know what he's talked about. Well, in the last few months, I guess um, he talks a lot about God as our Father, which you know that's nothing mm-hmm. new, but just the way he brings it out is very unique. And one of the things he mentioned, I've got just a bunch of kind of random things that he's pointed out that I have found very interesting. That and he was quoting someone else from centuries ago. He says that that God was a, a father before He was a creator. I never thought about that, but it's pretty obvious and pretty. How's that obvious? Well, the Trinity is eternal, so He is God the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit eternally. Right? You'd agree with that. There was no, never. I a actually time, don't agree with that. There was never a time when God was not the Father of God the Son. I don't agree with that. Now, why do you not agree with that? You well, because it says in Philippians, no, Philippians, it says he became, he was equal with God. He, he gave that up and became human flesh. I mean, that, that's a whole other. So you don't think he was a son until he came in human flesh? Right. You don't think Jesus? Right. Well, okay, I would disagree with yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Well, so, we'll, we'll get into that with some other anyway, I, I can show you that in Scripture. But, right. uh, <laughs> well, right. You sound confident. I am pretty confident about that. There, but there. Well, you know, when you're right, you're right. I mean, that's awesome. So God, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So you don't think in the beginning no, the Word. Trinity, I mean, he was, yeah, yeah, he was the Word, eternally the Word, yeah. Well, well, well okay. Okay, all right. But anyway, he was who he was then before. I mean, he had that relationship with with Christ. He had that relationship with the Word, okay. a relationship with the Word Okay. before he created anything. Okay. okay. So right. for those listening that, that 
yeah. that that aren't in Roger's camp on this. Yeah. I, um, so the idea that you know he he's in that relationship, uh, I think there is a father son spirit relationship even before that. But um, you know, I we, mean, we he, can tackle this. He was slain before I mean, the foundation of the world, right? I mean, if he was slain before the foundation of the well, world, how is he not? Okay, it's outside of time. So but, right, uh, that's the idea. But he's, Philippians he's Philippians two, would, I think, would disagree with that. But well, okay. look at that. Maybe that right. would be a. So anyway, okay. so that was one of the things. Obviously, uh, more impactful for me than for you. Talks a lot about or the message I've been listening. Talks a lot about the um, story of the prodigal son. We've talked about that mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. and and just you know, a few little things that I never thought of. And just the way he says things, he said that. And we've talked about how the older son, and a lot of people have talked about how the older son also failed to appreciate the love of the father. Right, and all right. Well, they both did. Both both kids right. saw their dad as their boss, their farm right. manager, not their father. Okay. The way he and this then um, Phelan uses the term manager a lot. Manager mm-hmm. as opposed to father. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he says is a manager tells you who you can become. The voice of a father tells you who you are. Yeah. I thought that was great. You know, yeah. manager you know, tell and so he tells about the well, difference between we call people out rather than we need to call people up. Yeah, I mean, I would say a manager just tells you what to do, and a father tells you who you are. Well, in the terms of... Some managers don't even tell you what you can become. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true, but in terms of... You know, a trainer, personal trainer, that, that, okay. you know, that type of manager. Oh, I, mean, I see what you you're know, saying. Like a, that, like a manager, like a sports manager. So, uh, or a, okay, I'm thinking so just, like a warehouse manager. So manager. Boy, you're just in a no, no, disagreeable I'm just saying mood tonight. I, I, I wouldn't understand what you're saying about manager. I was like a warehouse manager. doesn't tell you who you're going to become. He just tells you to get the forklift and move the so, boxes mm-hmm. to the back of the warehouse. You know, I'm just saying. So. Anyway, he, see, see if I can finally find one of these that you would wholeheartedly agree with. Okay. Says the young, and this is it's not saying anything different. It's just a clever way of saying the younger son walked away from the father. The older son worked away from the father. That yeah, good? that is good. I, so the, I, I the, agree with that one. The, that one I, I'm all on board with that one. The younger I totally son get walked that. away from the father. The older son worked away from the we father. He ran away. Even from, yeah. and, and, well, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, he ran. To, okay, he walked. All right, whatever. All right, I'm sorry. I'm not so, mean to be contrary. I'm just. And he pointed out, too, that both sons thought that the father was related to them based on what they had done. Right. So the younger son comes back, I have sinned against you, and he's thinking the father's going to relate to him based on what he's done in that exactly case. Exactly right. Bad stuff. Yes. The older son also thought the father should relate to him based I, on what he had I done. I think we made that point so, in the book, didn't yeah. we? We talked about this. Well, yeah, but I think yeah. this was it was just a little bit different oh, angle. Okay, I, I agree. Um, I, I'm in. I like it. With that. I totally the, agree. What else was there about... Um, so, and when I say the book, I'm talking about breaking the hex life with God after the cross killed religion available on Amazon. So, yep, Casey Bay. He, he also mentioned that. Well, the first YouTube I, video I saw, just a little four minute video, and um, that was on Facebook, talked about how religion. We talked about the verse in Hebrews about Jesus came to deliver us from death. And it said death is essentially separation from God. Okay, and so, but he talks about how. Man-made, the man-made church, as opposed to the church that Jesus is building, the man-made church or religion basically separates people from God, tells you why you're not doing enough, and, and overlooks our union in Christ, or God, you know, God's family, the church, and so separates people from Christ and then charges them to come back. Huh. And well, so hmm. basically preaches a message that makes people feel like they're not close enough to God, that yeah. they need to get closer, like they're separated from God, and then charges them either literally financially, you know, you got to support yeah. us to get back, or charges them 
in other ways. So You've you, got to jump through these. Hoops. I totally agree with that. I would say it like this too: is that what religion to- usually does is it says that it just mixes the message. Like it'll it'll they'll ha- you'll have a message you'll hear teaching about. God accepts you. God loves you. God has forgiven you. You just hear the other stuff mixed in with it. So it's right. a mix. It's not like it's all about how to get back to God. Right. It's just a mixed message that tends to have that result. A lot of times he quotes uh, Galatians 3 and comes back to that. I hear more and more people quoting Galatians 3 yeah. um, all the time. Yeah. But in that same video where he, he talks about the religion charges, he compares the uh, two ways of shepherding sheep. And I thought this was really good. He said in, in you know many parts of the world, a shepherd... Shepherding sheep will build a fence around the sheep, and you build a fence to keep them from leaving. But in some parts of the world, they don't build fences for the sheep. Instead, depends on obviously where they are. This may not be possible everywhere, but they they drill or uh, dig a well, drill a well that has very refreshing water. And the sheep will hang around, and the sheep want to be near the water, and you don't need a fence. And I thought that was a great illustration. He was tying it to basically pastors of congregations. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can try to pastor a congregation by either building a fence, you know, kind of or digging a well. I like making that. people afraid yeah. to get away, and like yeah. they they can't get away. Yeah. Or you you build a well, you drill a yeah. well, you share the living water of Christ, who He is, what He's done for us, and and people will want to stay close to that. He he talked about religious people squinting when they see the light of the gospel. I like that. Analogy. Yeah, there's a there's a verse that kind of says that. I forget where that is. There's a verse that basically says yeah. that. Um, and you know, just like if we're in a dark yeah. room and you yeah. come out and see a lot of light, you yeah. can't handle that yeah, all, right. all of a sudden. You, right. you, you have to mostly close your eyes. You can only edit. And it said, yeah. you know, when someone is really steeped in legalism, steeped in religion, and they hear the gospel, it's like emotionally or spiritually they're squinting. Right. I, I thought that was yeah, a great I know. Way there, to, and there's a verse that talks about I'm, I'm going to look that up. I was going to, matter of fact, I thought about that this week and then forgot to look it up. He talks about the myth of a successful Christian. We've, we've mentioned similar things to that. That, you know, life in Christ is, is, is a life of dependence. And he compared it to a little child. You know, talks about the words of Jesus be like a little, little child. And he, he made an interesting point that if you've got a room full of like two year olds, and someone asks you, okay, point out which ones are successful. Well, that makes no sense. Right. You know, there's no such thing as a successful two-year-old. By success, we generally mean independent. You know, if someone has been successful in what they're doing, they've achieved a certain amount of independence. And so a little child, by definition, is never independent. And so they're not successful. And so the same way, you know, if we see ourselves a successful as, two-year-old is one maybe who's Getting to be potty trained, or he's getting there, or he's what is you know? Well, hello. Um, yeah, I guess there are a few two year olds. Okay, okay, back right. it up to eighteen months. You're still just boy. You're in legalism. No, you're just trying to find any little to thing. Have you can a hear. conversation. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this that we may move on. One more thing that I remember that he shared: Romans four twenty five. Now this this verse. I don't know if you remembered it or not, but I've kind of wondered about this verse. So the last verse in Romans four, I want to read it first in the ESV. You know, it's after chapters four, he's talked about Abraham, Romans four, he's talked about Abraham and, you know, the faith and not by works and all this. Um, then it says, uh, but who, verse 24, but for us, uh, for ours also, it will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead, Jesus our Lord. Then the last verse, who was delivered up. So talking about Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our transgressions. Pass, trespasses, start to say transgressions, but the word is trespasses, who is delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. It's that last phrase that kind of confused me. I don't know if you've ever even thought of that. Raised for our justification. 
Hmm. I'm thinking, okay, I think he died for our justification. You know, he shed his blood. He paid the penalty. That's what justifies us. It's the raising is what gives us life, you know, not huh. what. You have to I think mean, about have you that. ever thought yeah, about that? No, I haven't really. So, I mean, so no. I've always been a little bit confused by that. Yeah. But what he pointed out, and one of the other, and other translations bring this out, um, there's a translation called Young's Literal Translation. Oh, yeah. It's in the Bible. I read that in Bible college a lot. I remember the concordance, a, but I didn't remember it oh, being no, an actual. Oh, no, he has a literal translation. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember a whole it's been around a while, yeah. translation of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I'm going to read the same verse from, from Young's uh, Literal Translation, who is delivered up because of our offenses and, were, and was raised up because of our being declared righteous. So instead of being just being raised for our justification, the word for can be yeah. interpreted either way. And there's really? other that verses. That is kind of it. Say that again. Read that last part again. Was raised up because of our being declared righteous. So you know the word for you can say okay I'm doing this for that means in order that or right. get, or we'll you can be. say I'm doing it for this I've already mm-hmm. you know you, you can go either direction in well, time. Well, that would that. be an interesting one to kind of dig. And a so bit basically, on. yeah. what he's saying cool. is huh. that the re- and this was I mean when he was talking I found that boy this is encouraging such good news he said that. That Jesus raising from the dead was God's declaration that we are innocent. Yeah, He was raised because we are justified, because we have been declared well, that's righteous. Yeah, and that makes a lot of more sense to me. Yeah. Than, than the other way. Yeah. So that really yeah. fits together with the other. So yeah. see, I like very, that. Very Did I argue with there. that? Did so. I say anything to the contrary? <laughs> I'm well, all in. That makes sense. Probably. I get that. I like that. I got various other things. What else? You got? I've been doing almost all the talking except for your objections. Well, I got a great quote for you. I don't know who said this. All right. But it says this. The world will ask you who you are, and if you don't know, it will we'll tell, tell you. you. Have you heard that before? Not that exactly. That dovetails a lot with what I've been listening. Yeah. By, uh, I mean, that is pretty pretty accurate, you know? I mean, the world does kind of want to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, it kind of will label you and tell you who you are. And so are. really, we have a choice. Do I live according to who God tells me that I am? Or who the world around me, right? You know, says that I am. One of the other quotes he makes is that a religion asks, "What are you doing?" The gospel asks, "What are you believing?" I agree. With religion that. says, "What are you doing?" The gospel asks, "What are you believing?" Now, do we have? Um, we got two more podcasts before Christmas. Is that right? Yeah, we never do think of holidays. I, I got something. For, I got a little something for Christmas. Let's see. So, um, yeah. So this will not be our last podcast before. So we'll do Christmas. the next one maybe before, before okay. our Christmas right. podcast. Yeah. Okay, I'll save it for that. Well, all right. Um, oh, I, this quote I came up myself. You probably saw it. I posted this on Facebook. I was rather proud of this. Religion is the graffiti on the glory of Jesus Christ. Did you see that one? Yeah. Oh, I like did you it. like it on Facebook? Did I, I, I you think it was good, yeah. Okay, I mean, right. I didn't, I mean, did didn't blow me away, like but I liked it. I'm good with it. So you click like on Facebook? or? Yeah, I think I probably did okay, like that right. one, yeah. So you reacted to it. But, yeah, but religion, so. the, the graffiti on the glory of Jesus Christ, is what, what made me think of that? I had a conversation a while back with someone, and I just realized in talking to them of how many people do not see the glory of Jesus Christ because they've seen so much of religious activity that has really turned them off and and they see so much that is not a good example of the glory of jesus christ not a good example of the beauty and the grace of jesus christ and so it's like they've seen a little bit of a picture of jesus but they really don't can't see him for he is because it's like if you had a a beautiful picture on the building wall or something that's had graffiti you can kind of tell what it is but it's you know it's not good to look at because of all the graffiti And, and so when we in the name of christ do things and say things and teach things and respond in ways 
that are more law-based, that it's a mixed gospel, religious, then that becomes the graffiti on the glory of Jesus Christ, that they're not able to see that. All right, I got a verse for you. I want to ask you what this means, okay? okay. Can I do that? Yep. This is in Romans 6. I think it's an interesting way of saying this, and I'm not going to read this whole thing. I forget, you need to read like verse 17 through 23 to get the whole deal, but here's the, the part of it I want to pull out of here. It says, so I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations for just as you once present your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Okay, slave to righteousness. Explain that to me. So Romans 6, you said? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're... Oh, and it says, he actually says it again. Before that, he says, uh, you have been set free having become slaves of righteousness. So, tell so me in what way means. are we a slave of yeah, righteousness? Yeah. yeah, what does that mean? Well, look at that here. Sometimes it's easier to think of something if you can see Yeah, I mean, that's just an interesting the, way of saying it. I mean, it. do you have an answer or you just... Not a great... I mean, I have what I think it might say. I mean, I don't you know, but I, I, I'd be willing to hear your thought. I mean, I guess it's the idea that while it's obviously you know, voluntary or in a sense an act of the will, the free will, but it's still compelled. You know, well, the love but, of Christ okay, but compels you, us. But, 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 but does it mean, I don't think in the context of Romans or the Gospels that it means a slave to acting righteous or a slave to behaving righteously. Um, I mean, that's, the, you know, that's contrary to everything else in Romans 6. It reminds me of the old... Um, the song from the seventies, uh, Bob Dylan. Remember he had his you conversion. Serve somebody, then yeah. you came up yeah. with the song. You got to serve somebody. Yeah. It might be the devil. It might be the Lord. Yeah, you I don't sing think a that's what this about. But yeah, but uh, but um, but I mean, their idea is you well, know serving the flesh versus serving. Well, okay. I in mean, the context of Romans six, in the entire book of Romans, what is righteousness? It's something that's been given to us from God. That's from Him, right? I mean, that's the gospel. Right. Starts in Romans, you know, chapter one, verse sixteen. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God has been yeah. revealed. It's not from us; it's from Him. So, all through the book of Romans, righteousness is something God gives you. Correct? Yeah. You're righteous because of what He has done for you. He's given you right. So, you're a slave to that to that truth, to that idea. I'm a slave to the idea. Can't that I am righteous. It. Can't get away from it. So it's not, it. it's not a slave to I've got to act righteously. It's a slave to the idea that, boy, I am, I mean, I'm kind of like captured by that. Okay, yeah. Okay? Like I'm enslaved by the idea that God has made me righteous. It's not, see, I mean, it, as opposed to, oh, yeah, yeah, right, I get it. That's the God. God's made me righteous. Kind of a flippant attitude towards it, like where, oh, yeah, 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 you know. But this is more of a, I mean, I'm just really blown away and, and kind of captured by the idea that God has made me righteous. Now, I think he is talking some about actions here. You know, he says, uh, the lawlessness, no more lawlessness. So now present your members as slaves of righteousness for well, holiness. But there again, there. I bring to God because I'm a slave to the idea that he's made me righteous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To me, it makes see, sense. I'm more I mean, agreeable than you are. I can, well, I can see that. So. Or, or I'm just more persuasive. I don't, even, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I just think that's an interesting way of saying it. Whether of sin to death or of obedience to righteousness. Yeah. Well, there says two, right? Okay. Okay, contrast it there, whether of sin to death or of obedience to righteousness. So it, con it, it contrasts death and righteousness there. That's not an interesting contrast there. Well, anyway, we're getting, um, we're getting so pretty too that deep is on pretty, this. But anyway. That is pretty deep um, on these. 
All right. Hey, let me tell you. Can I tell you? Well, I may save it for the next podcast. Or, let me just tell you. We'll say one thing that's going on in my, before we close this out. Okay. My, my, yeah, I've got, got one verse to my, end my, with when you're done there. I so. occasionally like to talk about my Facebook page, what's happening in Nicholasville. Because <laughs> oh, it's still, I find that very entertaining. It just, it yeah. just, it just, it's just blowing up every day. And so when I have my hands down, favorite post of all time, okay, and the guy said it is a criticism of me. But you know, I've got this. I got the game where you spot the truck, my truck. Yeah. And you take a picture of me and my truck, and you would give you a twenty five dollars Amazon gift card. Someone saw you at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, I yeah, almost yeah. commented on that yeah. and said, "Well, insider tip: yeah, if you yeah, want to do this, yeah. just hang out at Cracker yeah, Barrel." Yeah, Cracker Barrel. Just- so anyway, but a guy, a guy basically who was upset with the game, and he was saying basically that I'm in other. I'll, I'll paraphrase what he said. So what's the game again? Tell people well, what the okay, game the is. Okay, the game is, if you spot me, it's supposed to be me in my truck. Now, a couple of times I've given And your truck approach. has your name plastered yeah, on my, the side of it. The real this. estate thing on yeah. the side of it, you yeah. know, Kentucky Real Estate Group. And it's black, and it's got like a red swoosh it's down the side of it. It's a pretty noticeable vehicle. So, he knows it. so anyway, and I've done this for a while, where if you take a picture of it with me in it, post it on this Facebook page, then, you know, if it's legit, then we uh, we have a message. They message me their uh, email address and I'll send them a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. We probably given away six or eight of these. I mean, hadn't been a ton of them, but uh, you know, people comment how they saw us that maybe couldn't take a picture or whatever. The one guy's upset because he says, I'm, "Basically, I'm a traffic hazard." I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> like calling, a billboard. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's like you know, people are now trying to take, and it's like my hands down all time favorite post that my little game. In our county is now a traffic. You're going to cause our unsafe traffic. You're going to cause our insurance rates <laughs> yeah, to go up. They're going to start charging more for insurance so in Chesley really, County just, because I, of that. So. so I'm thinking about printing that post out and putting it on the refrigerator or something. But. Okay, a couple little things real quick. So, we wind this down. You know, you always hear when someone passes away the phrase "rest in peace." Well, may right. they rest in peace. Right. You never thought about it. You know, for the believer. We rest in peace now. Right. We don't rest in peace when we die. I mean, we you know that, that have peace after we die, but rest in peace now. But so, I read something the other day to point out the very last verse in the Bible, and I did not know the very last verse in the Bible. Do you know what the very last verse in the Bible? I mean, you know what the first one is, right? What's the very yes, first verse in the, of the Bible? God okay. What's yes. the yes, very last you, Jeff, verse in the Bible? Bible quiz today? Yes. I I forget actually. <laughs> I should know this. What's the last verse in the Bible? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'd forgot that the word grace and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Well, there's Amen. other New the Testament very, letters that have ended that way too, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah, this is but the that, very last verse of yeah. New Revelation, obviously written much after yeah. most of those other letters. Uh, it's a great way for the Bible to yeah. end. Yeah, so. that's cool. I like it.